Brother Andrew said, you can turn your Bibles with me if you want to, to Luke chapter 8. But as Brother Andrew said, um, honored always to stand in this pulpit. It's, it's not ours. We know who it belongs to. I mean, first of all, it belongs to Jesus. <laughs> but second of all, the under-shepherd here, Pastor Randy, and we uh, love him and love to hear him. So I, for him to be here and still ask me to minister tonight was an honor. So um, praise God. I'm excited about what God gave me here, and hopefully it'll come out the way the Holy Spirit gave it to me. Father, we thank you tonight for your precious Holy Spirit. He anoints us to preach the gospel. So, Father, we thank you tonight for the anointing to preach the gospel. We thank you for the anointing to hear the gospel tonight and that it will bring us all up higher and produce faith in us in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. All right, so turn with me if you would. Luke chapter 8. If you're not there yet, just look off your neighbor. Uh, but Luke chapter 8, we're going to look at one verse here, verse 18. And uh, the title of my message tonight is, uh, How's Your Hearing? How's Your Hearing? Uh, it's important that we hear the word. Amen. So look here in, with me, if you would, in Luke chapter 8, red letters in your Bible, verse 18, Jesus said this, Therefore, take heed how you hear. Take heed how you hear, for whoever has, to him more will be given, and whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. Well, this is important. Now, I want to read this to you also in the Passion Translation. Um, I actually like the Passion Translation. I know some people don't because the translator, you know, has some, a few squirrely ideas. Um, but, but you know what? I'd learned that Brother Hagin said, eat the hay and spit out the sticks. Right. Amen? And so I really like this uh, in, the, in the Passion Translation. It says this, So pay careful attention to your hearts as you hear my teaching. I like that. Pay careful attention to your hearts as you hear my teaching. For to those who have open hearts... Even more revelation will be given to them until it overflows. And for those who do not listen with open hearts, what little light they imagine to have will be taken away. Man, that's good. Be, pay careful attention to your hearts as you hear my teaching. So I want to ask you tonight, how's your hearing? Amen. It's important that we hear the Word of God. And so let's look at um, a few places. Uh, 2 Timothy 2 Timothy in chapter 4, Paul is talking here to, to his protege who happens to be a young man who's pastoring the largest church in the world at the time, the church of Ephesus. And in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, he gives him some warning. He said, I, uh, he said, I charge you therefore before God. And the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing in His kingdom, preach the word. Well, there's instruction for us. Not our opinions. Amen? Not, not from some book that some denomination put out for us to preach, but preach the word. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. For the time will come, and I believe we're in that time right now, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Praise God. I think that's pretty much where the world's at today. And a lot of the church is there. 
You know, they don't want to hear, a lot of people don't want to hear the word. They want to hear a fluffy little message, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, make sure it all flows in good with the, with all, everything else that's happened. Get us out of here in time. As, as Brother Andrew said, let us beat, let us beat the Baptist to the, uh, to Lee's. Amen. That's all we're caring. That's all we care about. Amen. No, but we need to hear the word. Yes. We need to hear the word. Paul said, preach the word. Don't preach just what people want to hear. Sometimes the word is something you don't want to hear. Amen. Sometimes you don't want to hear what the Word has to say because you're human. Right. We've all been there, right? But we need to hear the Word because it's only the Word that can bring faith to us. Right. Amen. It's only the Word that can change your life. That's right. Reader's Digest will not change your life. Amen. It might give you a warm fuzzy, That's right? right? You, might, you might feel inspired by it, but over the long term, it will not change your life. The only thing that's going to change your life is hearing the preached Word of God. Amen. An anointed preached word. You know, there's some people that'll stand up and preach and they're dry as a shuck. They're preaching the word. And the word has its anointing, has an anointing on it. But it's it's helpful when the person that's preaching to you is called to preach to you. And the anointing's flowing. Amen. Hallelujah. So you know there are people that don't want to hear. So we have to we have to turn our want to on for our hearing. Amen. You have to come into church saying, I want to hear the word. I want to hear the Word. And you know what? Sometimes when we come to church and we're wanting to hear the Word, we're hungry for the Word, sometimes that's going to be correction coming from your pastor. Amen. Because you need it. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes my son would love to just eat powdered donuts. And he'd be happy if I just let him eat powdered donuts every meal. But no, sometimes he has to eat green beans. Sometimes he eats broccoli. Sometimes he eats chicken. These things are important because if he, if, if he only has powdered donuts, he's not going to have a tooth in his head, and he's going to he's not going he's going to be malnourished, right? And the same thing is true. Sometimes you don't want to eat the broccoli, but the Lord has broccoli for you when you show up to church. Amen. Amen. And the and the broccoli will help you grow. Amen. Praise God for broccoli. I actually like broccoli. Some people don't. Amen. But we can't have any dietary restrictions. That's the buzzword these days. You know, everybody has dietary restrictions. Well, you know, not to make fun of any of y'all that are on your diets, but, some, you know, well, I'm keto or I'm, I'm a paleo or I'm something else. Oh, yeah. I mean, all these, all these different diets that are out there. Amen. And, and they're helpful. They're helpful. Uh, praise God for them. Uh, one of these days, the Lord may tell me which one to get on. Or one the, let me say, one of these days, I might listen. Uh, I'm not, you know, none, I haven't found one yet that has chips on them. So when I find that one, that's the one I'm jumping on because I love my chips. Praise God. But, um, you know, we can't have dietary restrictions, especially when it comes to the word. Amen. Can't be picky and what you. Now, let me say it this way. In some ways, you need to be picky in what you ingest. Yes. Right. Spiritually speaking, yes. you should not listen to everybody out there preaching. Amen. Should not. You know, you can't just anymore. Praise God. You cannot just turn on Christian television and just let it play. Because there's a bunch on there that's not fit to hear. And listen, it will, it will affect your hearing. It will affect your hearing. You know, um, you know, Proverbs says that iron sharpens iron. Right? Let's say you have a knife and it's really sharp. What happens if you start cutting it on the wrong things? It gets dull. Same thing happens to your hearing. Right? Same thing happens to your hearing. Your hearing can get dull and you can miss what God's trying to get you to hear because you've been listening to things that you shouldn't be listening to. Amen. It will dull your hearing to hearing the Word. Amen? 
another thing that happens to us is we get, uh, some people now they have, you've seen on the windows, and it just makes me laugh, you pull up to Long John Silver's now and they have a sign on the window that says shellfish are being cooked in this restaurant. Well, I wouldn't think that somebody would need to know that they're cooking seafood in a seafood restaurant, but that's such is the time that we live in. Right, well, we, we cook in peanut oil and we because people have peanut allergies, and that's a real thing. People get, uh, you know, people have aversions to those kinds of things. But listen, the allergy itself is not in the peanut. Right. The allergy is not in the shellfish. Why? Because I eat peanuts, and I like them, and they don't do anything to me bad. Right? right? The allergy is in the person who yeah. ingests it. Yeah. Right? And the same thing is true with uh, offense. We can come into church and all of us hear the same message. And it hits Leslie and helps her, right? And it hits Dylan and he gets offended. The offense wasn't necessarily in the word that was preached. The offense was in the hearer that received it. Amen? And so we've got to protect ourselves from those things. How's your hearing? Whether or not we hear the word and it benefits us or we hear the word and it offends us is on our side, not on God's side. You've got to determine I'm going to be somebody who is, I'm not able to be offended. Yes. You can't offend me. Yes. Amen. Amen. When you make up your mind, I can't be offended, you're always going to get the good of the word. Right? right? Because even if it steps on your toes, you know, I've just learned through the years, if, if, a, if a minister's preaching and he steps on my toes, my feet are in the wrong place, not his. Right? right? I just need to move my feet. Yes. I need to make the correction, not the man or the woman that's preaching to me. Amen. Glory to God. How's your hearing? Hebrews chapter 4. Praise God. Getting any help so far? Hebrews chapter 4. And we're going to look at verse 2. It says this, For indeed the gospel was preached, the gospel was preached to us, as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them. So it's the same word, and it profited some people, and it didn't profit other people. Why? Not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So how we hear is important, and the, the how is mixing it with faith. Mixing your faith with it. That means I'm not just here to be a casual observer. I'm not just here for, for, to, to, for somebody to entertain me. I'm here to hear the Word. Amen. I'm here to hear the Word. When you come determined, I'm here to hear the Word, you're coming mixing your faith. You're mixing it already at the door. Amen. You're ready no matter what's preached, whether it offends, whether it comes, it seems like it wants to offend me or not. I came to hear the word because I'm mixing my faith with it. And guess what? When you do that, it'll profit you. Amen. Amen. You know, there's a, a term in the business world called cost benefit analysis, right? Whether or not we add this program or we take away this program or whatever we do, schools do it, you know, well, they'll say this, this program needs to go because it's not producing enough for us. It's costing us more than it's benefiting us. Or this program is benefiting us more than it's costing us, so let's keep it. Or let's throw some more money at it because it's profitable for us, right? Cost-benefit analysis. Well, the good thing about the word and everything that's in the Word is that Jesus paid the cost and we get the benefit. It costs you nothing to hear the Word. It costs you absolutely nothing to hear the Word. Praise God. See, in this case, it, the Word, they heard it, but it didn't profit them. 
It didn't benefit them because it didn't mix their faith with it. So, it, so in other words, we, there's no cost to it for any of us, but there's not, there's, you can get benefit of it and some people not get benefit of it. Right? So just because it's there doesn't mean it's automatic benefit. The only way it becomes benefit to you or profits you is if you decide, I'm going to mix my faith with it. Right? Did you know in Proverbs, I ran across this verse the other day. It may have been in one of our daily readings. I don't remember now. But in Proverbs, it says this, that if we don't hear the law or hear the word, our prayers are an abomination. Wow. If we don't hear the word, our prayers are an abomination. Why? Because they'll be filled with unbelief. They won't be filled with faith. You cannot have prayer filled, uh, or excuse me, faith-filled prayer, amen, if you don't know the Word. Because the only place that faith can come from is from the Word. So when we fail to hear the Word, it says that our prayers become an abomination. Wow. Amen. That's, that's, that's a little rough on our feelings. But it's true. Right? If you want your prayers answered, if you want your prayers getting results, you have to be hearing the Word. Dr. Dufresne wrote an excellent book many, many, many years ago called Praying the Word of God. And to me, it was one of the best books as far as revolutionizing my prayer life in that I finally got the concept, I need to be saying what he said even when I'm talking to him. I mean, it's... It seems so elementary to me now, but at the time it was profound because God's asking me, He's not asking me to come and make up words. That's why some people have trouble praying is because they're expecting themselves to come and be eloquent in prayer and make it all up themselves. He's not asking you to do that. He's asking you to get in the Word and find out what the Word says and bring that Word to me. Yes. Yes. Amen. And then the answer, the, the, the power flows. Yes. Healing, everything that you need flows out of that because we've just taken the time to get in the Word and get faith mixed with our words. Amen. And then it produces for us. Praise God. Romans chapter 10. I know we were there this morning in offering, but uh, let's look there again because there's a lot there. Romans chapter 10, again in verse... Let's just jump into verse 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus... And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever, everybody say, that's me. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be Saved, sozo, saved, healed, delivered, amen, blessed, all that's built into that same word. Praise God. Listen in verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Praise God. So we see here that, first of all, God has to send somebody. Right, so we always quote this, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but really faith comes by hearing the preached word. Yes. Right? Faith is coming from the preached word. The anointed preached word coming across you know, to you is what is bringing faith to you. Praise God. And so, first of all, God sends a man or a woman to preach the gospel. And yes, God sends women. Praise God for it. You know what? I, I'm with, Pastor Diana said this years ago, and it's always stuck with me. She said the church has been like, like somebody with one arm tied behind their back. 
trying to do ministry with one arm tied behind their back because they wouldn't let women fulfill the roles that God put in them. Amen. Praise God. And I'm, it's like Brother Andrew said once, you know, a lot of our churches would have shut down if it weren't for women. Because right. when we grew up, every, women did everything. There wasn't half a, half a dozen men in the church at the, sometimes. Amen? But I'm thankful that God anoints men and women because when He looks, He doesn't look at your gender. Amen. He's not looking to see whether you're a man or, or a woman, whether He puts His anointing on you. Right. Praise God. He puts His gifts in you. No, He puts His gifts in mankind. Amen. Praise God. And so when God sends somebody, He says, uh, How shall they hear without a preacher? So there's no hearing unless somebody's preaching. Right? right? The old saying, does it, if, a, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Well, yeah, it makes a sound, just nobody's there to hear it. Right? right? So you're not, but you're not going to be able to hear anything unless somebody first preaches to you. And I'm thankful I've heard the word, aren't you? Yeah. Praise God. Because look what it says, the, verse, the, the sentence right before that. How shall they believe if they've not heard? Right? right? So there's no believing without the hearing. Faith comes by hearing, right? And it says, how can they call on him? See, the salvation, the healing, all the things that are built into salvation comes, on the call, comes in the calling, right? He says, if you call on the name of the Lord, you're going to be saved. Amen. He said, but you can't call unless you've heard something. Right. And you can't hear anything unless somebody preached it to you. Right. And nobody's going to preach it to you unless I send somebody. That's why we need to value ministers. You need to have an honor and a reverence for men and women who are called to preach the gospel, not, to, not out of hero worship, not to boost anybody's ego, not because you need somebody telling you what to do all the time, but you need to have somebody that's called, somebody that's God sent, somebody that's God anointed, somebody that's God ordained, somebody that's God gifted, that can preach the word to you because it's in the preached word, that hearing comes and it's in the hearing, amen, that faith comes, the believing comes, and it's in the believing then that you can call and get the things that you need. Praise God. That's the way God set it up. You and I don't have a choice in that. Amen? That's the way God set it up. So we need to have some reverence for men and women of God. Amen? Amen. Let's, let me tell you something. You need to have reverence for men and women of God even when you don't agree with them on 100% of what the Bible says. Amen. I honor and reverence men that I know that preach in other denominations and stuff. I know that we don't agree on everything, but I honor them because I know they're God sent. I know they're anointed. I know they're, they're called. Yeah, they may not be filled with the Holy Ghost, but you know what? They love God. Amen. And I honor that. They've given their life. Amen. They've given their life to preach the gospel. Amen. That's not a small thing. No. Amen. Amen. That's not a small thing. And they've put up with a lot. Yes, <laughs> a whole lot. A whole, whole lot. Amen. Praise God. I, none of y'all would want to be a Methodist pastor. I grew, up in the, I grew up in the Methodist church, and let me tell you, they get treated awful sometimes. They don't get paid very well. They get moved every June whether they want to or not sometimes. They have to uproot their family and go to another city. But you know what? I honor that. That's a man that loves God and gave his life for the gospel's sake. Amen. Praise God. So believing is a response to hearing the word preached. Amen. There's no believing without hearing. We won't turn there, but Jesus said, uh, we, we know this, that in, in Luke, when Jesus came, Luke chapter 5, I think it is, when, when Jesus came and he preached, it says they came to hear and to be healed. Yes. 
So the receiving came from believing the, the preached word. Jesus had to preach on healing. They had to hear that Jesus was the healer, right, for them to have faith in that. So the healing came because they were willing to hear. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 3, again, I don't have to turn there, but he said that if we would hear and turn, amen, if we would hear and turn, he said we'd be healed. Amen. So again, the healing flowed when we came to hear the word, right? So listen, and you all know this, I had been under attack in my body quite a bit lately, and you know what I did? I just I decided I'm just not going I'm not going to read the word or I'm not going to listen to the word anymore. No, that's not at all what I decided. Wow. Some of y'all are looking at me like, surely you didn't. No, I didn't. I decided I need to double up on the word. Yes. I need to double up on healing in particular because that's what I'm needing right now. Right. See, when I, when, when, I, when I go to the doctor and they, and they do blood work and they decide, well, you have a potassium deficiency, I don't go and eat something uh, that doesn't have potassium in it. Right. I'm going to double up on eating bananas and... What is the other ones? Tomatoes or whatever else has potassium in them. Amen. Whatever has potassium, that's what my body needs, so that's what I'm going to double up on. And the same thing's true with the Word. Whenever you're, if you're struggling financially, double up on what the Word says about your finances. I'm glad that when Andrew and I both lost our jobs two weeks apart, amen, that pastor said, well, here's what you're going to do. You're going to start taking up the offerings. In my head, I'm thinking, we're the last two people that need to be taking up the offerings. Right? We're struggling. This is this has hit us a blow. But he knew something I didn't know at the time. Right? This is what you need to do because I know if you get up to take up the offering, you're going to have to study to do that. And when you get the word in you, it's going to change things. Yes. Amen? Andrew and I are sitting here tonight employed and doing well financially because we doubled up on what the word had to say and what we needed at the time. Amen? Amen? It'll work in every situation. Every situation because the word is the answer. So when we have a deficiency in our life, it's not something to complain about. It's to decide, I need to get in the word and find out what that has to say for me to to fill up that deficiency. Amen. Can everybody say amen to that? Because Jesus said, he said, you're needing healing. He said, if you'll hear the word and you'll turn, you'll be healed. Amen. So we need to hear the word. I want to look... in Galatians chapter 3, just got a couple more scriptures here, and then uh, pastor's going to come and do uh, communion with us. But in Galatians chapter 3, let's look in verse 2 there. Galatians chapter 3, verse 2, he said, This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Which one? Hearing. hearing right? You received by hearing. And then go down to verse 5. What's it say? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? By the hearing of faith. So, in other words, if we're going to receive from God, we've got to hear faith. Right? In other words, you're not going to get a miracle by somebody telling you that God doesn't do miracles anymore. You've got to hear faith from the Word that's saying God still does miracles. In fact, He wants to do a miracle for you. Amen. Hallelujah. You're you're never going to rise above financially if somebody's always telling you that God wants you broke. And being poor is holy. Amen. You need to hear what the Word says, that God came. Jesus said, uh, the Bible says that Jesus came, right, to become poor for us so that we might have a full supply. Amen. 
Glory to God. So we see here in a couple different places. So if I'm going to receive more, I'm going to have to hear more. If I'm going to receive more, I've got to hear more. Amen. The, the level, the amount that you're hearing is the level that you're going to be able to receive. And no more. And no more. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians. Some more help for us. Second Corinthians in chapter 13 and verse 1. Paul says this, This will be the third time I am coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. I've told you before and foretell as if I were present the second time. And now being absent, I write to those who have sinned before and to all the rest that if I come again, I will not spare. But we'll stop there. But notice what he's saying. He said, this is the third time I'm writing this to you. I've told you before and I'm going to tell you again. So notice this. Amen. He's not telling them one time and letting it go. Amen. Repetitive hearing brings victory. Repetitive hearing brings victory. See, we get in this rut, we get in this mindset, well, I've heard this before. I've heard this before. That is the enemy of faith. Amen. That is the enemy of faith. When you, when you have that mindset, I've heard this before, that when you decide I'm going to shut down because, oh, the pastor's going to preach on X, Y, and Z again, and I've heard him preach this. I could preach this message. You know, we went to, there for a while we were going to Dr. Dufresne meetings because it seemed like he was around us a lot there for, uh, you know, a year or so. And so we just hauled up and went. We were in meetings, it seemed like about every month we were with him somewhere. And almost every time he would get up and preach the same message. It would seem like, didn't it? It would seem like it was almost the same message every time. Everywhere we went, he's preaching. Now he's obviously in a different congregation. He didn't know, you know, it's not just for me that he was there. But every time, it didn't matter. I knew where he was going to. I knew the story he was going to tell. I knew, you know, I, I could tell it just about as good as he could do at that point. But every single time, I got something out of it. Yes. Amen. It was the same scripture. It was the same message. But every time, I got something different. Because you can't go in with the attitude, I've heard this all before. That's the enemy of faith. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Go with me if you would to Hebrews chapter 5. This will be our last scripture and we'll close with this. Hebrews chapter 5. So how's your hearing? It's important that we hear the word and that we hear it right. Amen? We have the right attitudes about the word. Right attitudes about the minister. You know, you can love the word and, and have offense against the minister and it'll shut you down. Right? Amen. You know, I find it funny that, uh, you know, when it comes to political things, depending on which party you are, if, that, if your party's president is in the White House and they say one thing, you're all for it. And then if the other party's president's in the White House and they say the exact same thing, we're against it. No, see, the, the, your problem's not with what's being said. Your problem's with who's saying it. Right? And so the same thing is true when it comes to the Word. You can love the Word, but if you get offense in your heart towards the person preaching it, it will shut it down. Amen. In Matthew, I mean, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 5, Hebrews chapter 5, in verse 11, he says, 
uh, he's talking about really Jesus being our high priest. He said, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. We were just talking about that. You know, you're cut, cutting your knife on the wrong thing. And when you need it to cut, you need it to be sharp to cut something. Suddenly, it's dull. Amen. He said, "You've become dull of hearing." For through, for excuse me, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. Again, there he's saying you need somebody to teach you the same thing again, over and over and over and over. Never get tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over. Amen. It'll always bring faith to you if you'll hear the word. Just hear it, hear it again for the first time, as Dr. Jacob says. Amen. Hear it again for the first time. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. So your hearing determines the level of, of your eating yes. of the word. I mean, you're, 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 you are determining whether you're eating solid food or drinking milk. Amen. Not God. Pastor can get up here and preach filet mignon and you go home having drinking a teaspoon of milk. Amen. Because it's, it's, again, it's on our side of how we hear. He goes on to say, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now, I don't know about you, but I was taught in school that hearing was one of our senses. Right? This word exercised, it means, um, I don't know if you know this, me and Brother Andrew like to talk about random history, but um, did you know the original Olympics were run, everybody was nude? Everybody was naked. And so, and so what this is saying is, he's saying they're having their senses exercised. He's saying everybody, he said, he said, just like those people who are competing competitively in the Olympics would strip down and practice so that whenever it comes game day, they're, they're practicing the same way that they, ran, that they would compete. Yeah. Amen? In other words, if you, if you practice sloppy and half do it, when you get to game day, you're gonna, you're gonna, in the game, you're going to play sloppy and half do it. Because that's the way you, you, you perform, the way you practice. Yeah. Right? He's saying, in the same way, he said, you need to strip your senses down and, and have them exercise the same way that you would if it was game day. I mean, all of us, when something, when something big comes against us, we suddenly want to be Mr. and Ms. Spiritual, and we want to really jump in. You know, you just pray in tongues like you're on the war path and, you know, jump in saying the word, everything you can think of to say. But no, he's saying every day ought to be the same as performance day. Yes. Amen. Amen? That's, good. That's what he's saying. He's saying, uh, the be- so let me, let me say it this way, the best is reserved for those who exercise their senses or have their senses prepared at all times. So in other words, you can't let your hearing slack six days a week and then come in on Sunday and expect it to be sharp. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I try to hear the word all week long so that when I get here, I'm ready. Yes. Amen. Whatever he's got for me, I'm ready to get it. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. So we don't want to become dull of hearing. We want to cut our... You know, use your knife on the right thing. Sharpen it every day. Yes. Sharpen it every day by hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word. That's why I'm so excited about the podcast yes. because you're going to be able to hear the same message over and over and over and get it. Yes. Amen. Yes. We're going to get it. Yes. Praise God. Because you don't get it the first time you hear it. Right. You don't. You may think you're pretty good. You may think you're a humdinger, but you didn't get it the first time you heard it. None of us did. Amen. 
We need to hear and hear and hear. And we need to mix our faith with it. Amen? Praise God. So how's your hearing? Glory to God. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. Thank you that you give us ears to hear, eyes to see. We thank you, Father, that your word is alive and it's powerful. Thank you that it's accomplished what it was intended to accomplish tonight. Hallelujah. And that as the seed of the word was sown, Father, we thank you that we've all received it and it's going to produce in our lives. We thank you, Father, that just as you shared in the uh, illustration of the man that built his house upon the sand and the man that built his house upon the rock, the one, Father, who had determined to be a hearer and a doer, the house stood. The house stood. And so, Father, we thank you that we've determined to not be hearers only, but doers of the word. For the doers of the word are the ones that are blessed. And we thank you for it tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.